Hint is going to be the last shear on Gogol Mogig. We, uh, how did we even get into Gogol Mogig? We're actually going through the Rambam. And the Rambam says about Gogol Mogig in Perek Yud Beis, he says that no one knows how it's going to be until it would be, and speculation about exactly how it's going to be, it doesn't, it's not Moisif in Yiddish Shemayim, doesn't increase one's fear of heaven, and it's not integral to Yiddishkeit, or even secondary in Yiddishkeit. And one should not devote their days and their time and their emotional energy to, uh, to delving into the topic. But the Rambam's assuming that whoever's reading the Rambam knows what he's talking about when he says, but a Yid knows Tanakh, and a Yid knows exactly what the Rambam's talking about, these Nevuas about Gegumagig. And the Rambam's telling you that we don't know if it's going to happen before Mashiach comes, we don't know if it's going to happen after Mashiach comes, etc., so we discussed, we already had three shiurim batsim on Gegel Magig, but uh, there's one thing about Gegel Magig we didn't learn, which is Pshut Yishamikra. What a simple pshat. I don't know about when, where, how. But where, what is Gegel Magig? We, we'd be remiss. We're going to move on after this, but we'd be remiss not to actually uh, uh, say what is Gegel Magig as stated in the Torah, in Tanakh, in the Psukim of Tanakh. And uh, and to just read a bit pastures. Now everyone has Madame Bekemis, uh, uh which is which is that uh, everyone could have, take a Siddur Batsim. I don't know if we have Sidurim, but in the Haftaida of the first day of Sukkis, that's the Haftaida, Gegel Magig. So if you open up your Sidurim, open up your prayer books, to the back of your Siddur, you'll have you'll be able to follow along inside a shtickel. And, uh, and there's the Nevuah, which we read on the first day of Sukkot, because, there's a, like the Gemara says in Megillah, there's two explanations given in the Rishayinim why it's the Haftarit of Sukkot. One of them is that the war of Gegu Magig is actually going to take place on Sukkot. On Sukkot. And Sukkot is very much associated with all the Goyim, etc. Now, the, uh, the, uh, every year reading these Haftaritis, there's one thing that always bothered me personally. Was that it, it seems very uh, anachronistic. You know what an anachronism is? No, oh. no anachronism is if you would say that George Washington dropped a, a atom, atom bomb on England. You see, the atom bomb wasn't invented yet. The Manhattan Project took place in the early 1940s, so it doesn't make sense. If you say that the Romans came with machine guns and they were fighting Chveis uh, Yisrael, it's someone saying a story which doesn't make sense. The, if you read these Nevoas, there's Susim, there's Chamoidim, there's donkeys, and there's, and there's uh, and bows and arrows, and spears, and mices. A lot of Pratim of the story don't seem to fit in the modern era. And for someone to realistically think that Mashiach is going to come, and all of a sudden we're going to go back to fighting with, with swords and, and, and bows and arrows, it just doesn't seem realistic. So I think the I think the answer to that is based on something we spoke about already about Ichis, which is that you don't have to believe, and I personally don't believe, that these battles are physically going to take place. The negative elements, the negative elements, and as a matter of fact, like we discussed, there we discussed the Kabbalah from Rabbi Seinu Hakdoshim from our holy Rabbi Seinu, yeah. that uh, that if Mashiach would have come a long, long time ago. The, before Ariches Hagolos, that just like in the Golos of Mitzrayim, just like in the exile of Mitzrayim, because Koishi Hashibud was so difficult, so it was as if they were there for many more years than they were. 
So the same thing works in the reverse, that you're in Golis for many years, so it's a, it takes the place of the difficulty of the Shibut, which is essentially the concept that in order to make a world revolution and to transform human consciousness, you need uh, uh, blood has to be spilled. It has to be a revolution. You have to transform fundamentally a society and a country, take a pagan world and make it uh, a part of the world of Yiddishkeit and of morality. Uh, clearly that's going to entail a lot. And that's the description of this nevuah. It's not an anachronism at all, because fakert, on the contrary, it's describing events if Mashiach would have come a thousand years ago. Ilu zachinu, Mashiach should have come a very long time ago. You have to realize, Bizman Ashas, the Gemara is written 300 years after the Churban. Bizman Ashas, that was the longest they were, Eden were in Golis in their history, right? The first Golis was 210 years, the second Golis was 70 years. The Gemara was at its wit's end. The Gemara didn't understand how could it possibly be we're still in exile. The Gemara is up, Kolu Kola All the deadlines have passed. The Gemara is going crazy. How does it make sense? Of course, in their wildest nightmares, they didn't imagine that 1600 years later, Mizitznach and Galus were still sitting. Uh, at this point, it's 1950 years from the Churban Abayas. But they did not, it didn't even occur to them. So the Vart is, Mashiach Ilu Zachinu, Mashiach Valkikumen Yamalt. That's the description point of these battles. But Mokim Zeh, we had an Adichis. And the Maish Chassidus talks about this a lot also, and we also discussed it, which is there's, Mashiach could have come with other edition, but the Eibishter, the second plan B, is that every nitzitz and every neshama, the prati prati, is in great detail, does its particular aveda, that it has to accomplish in this world. And that was the, that was the other plan, to transform the world all the way, v'sadarv design all the way to the bottom. But of course, anything positive, and there's so many positive elements to these nevuahs, every nevuah which is positive has to be mekoyim. So that's that's mitzad that's mitzad uh, that vart. So now, what's the description of Gegel Magig? Okay, so first I'm going to start with a different nevuah, Yecheskel. Uh, the nevuah that you'll that we'll see inside is the nevuah of Zechariah Novi. So uh, the nevuah is bechlal of this of this uh, epic uh, showdown between good and evil, and the total uh, uh, destruction of uh, is in in the book of Yecheskel. Beikir Perek Lamet Ches and Lamet Tes. Is also Pedaglamet Bays, where many Mefarshim, if not most Mefarshim, but uh, say that it's also connected. Very obscure, one of the most difficult prakim to read. Pedaglamet Bays Yecheskel doesn't read properly. It's like you don't even understand what you're reading. But it's also talking about that. And then you have the Nevu of Zechariah. And the Nevu of Zechariah we read on the first day of Sukkot. The Nevu of Yecheskel of Gagumaga we read on Shabbos Cholamoyed Sukkot. And then there's a Nevu of Daniel and there's a Nevu of Yael. The Rebbe says in the Sicha, as uh, uh, we're going to get into it in a split second, the actual Nevoah, but the Rebbe has a Sicha in, uh, in Shabbos Cholomayit Sukkis, Toshin Chavdalid, where the Rebbe says, the Rebbe speaks a little bit about the Aveda of Gregor Mag and why we're reading it and why it's relevant to us. And the Rebbe says in that Sicha, first of all, the Rebbe brought what it says in Kisvei Arizal, that Goig, the Arizal writes that Goig Umagig is Begematria 70. Goig Umagig with the Vav, with the Vav, Goig Umagig 70. And, uh, and even though in, in previous Yodim we discussed that there's a particular clipper, there's a particular attack of Gegel Mogi, that it's attacking an element, it's absolute kfidin, Hashem, it's absolute denial of God. But, uh, but the truth is, it's actually the combination. Really what Gegel Mogi is a coalition, a coalition of all the clippers, of every challenge that ever existed um, to challenge a Jew in his service of Hashem, in his service of God. And all of those, and that's why Vav is part of it, because the whole idea of Gogol Mogig is the bringing together. Vav and, more and more and more and more, and all 70 nations, 
that's the Rebbe's Mazber and the Siche are coming together. And when we're saved from every clip, but that's a Gula Shlema. Now there's nothing left to attack us because we won every war. You threw everything at, at us. There's nothing left to win. We conquered every possible way of fighting and so on. And the Rebbe says what it represents in Aveda is all the Midas. And even if we're taught, and what it means in Aveda, it was Sukkis. So we know that the Arava has no taste and no smell. The willow. The Rebbe said it's a Yid who has nothing. So the Rebbe says it's trying to say that even a Yid who has all 70 challenges to deal with, because 70 is the seven, seven Midas, uh, seven midas in, in, in the 70, seven times, because you know, everything is included in each other, or e- each one even actually has 10 elements, because it all has 10 to 10 svidis from Chabad and Chagas and the He and Malchus. So, uh, so um, even if you're out of the Rebbe says in the Sikha, and you have everything is betoikif, is in all its power and all its glory, nevertheless, a Yid's higher than, say, the Rishtalshlus. And the war is fought on Hari Yerushalayim, the mountains of Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim, is, Yerushalayim, is complete Yerushalayim of uh, fear from God. And, uh, and we take our fear of Hashem and with our power of a Jew who is beyond nature and nothing could fight or, or beat the Jew in his, in his mission to, to be with Hashem. And that, that's why the Jew ultimately prevails and wins the war. And this is the reason that Epis says why we have to read about this. Why? Because in Aveda... You're describing a, a war of avoida, a war of uh, in service of God. And you have to learn the tactics of your enemy and how to respond and so on. Unfortunately, the Rebbe doesn't get into that, what that means. So everyone will have to use their own imagination and have to see these hordes and all these nations coming and attacking as their Nefshah Bahamas. Every attack which is coming from your Nefshah Bahamas, of course, is this Yetzahara and, uh, and so on and so forth. So the 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 Nevu of Yecheskel and Perek Lamedches says, "Vayihidvar Hashem Eli Leimer." Hashem spoke to me, and He told me, "Turn your face to Goig, the king of Magog." So Magog is the country, Goig is the king. He's the and he's the Nasi of also of Meshech and Tuval. So where are these names coming from? So anyone who knows does Chitas well and knows Chumash, Magog is not a some made up word from Tanakh. If you look in the, in the in all the sons of it goes through in Parshas Noach the sons of Noach and of Shem and of Chom and of Yafes. So if you look over there in the it, it says B'nei it says in the pasuk over there it says the children of Yafes was Goimer Umagoig Goimer very good it's also in the pasuk it says Goimer Umagoig Modai, Yavon, Tuval, Meshech, and Tiras are the first ones. Those are the sons. He had seven sons, Yafes. One of them was Magig. So the nation of Magig, so he says, Goig is the king of of Magig, of Meshech, and Tuval. So three of the sons of Yafes, right? And it's about this, and he says, Hashem says, I have my eyes on you, right? And I'm going to make you go crazy. I'm going to put this idea into your head. And you're going to come out with your whole army, horses and horsemen, dressed in uh, like the beautiful dresses that they, that they went on, uh, on horses with, with these special types of swords, all of them holding swords. Remember, anachronistic, like I said before. But it's describing a nevuah, that the way it is. It, it, he's describing what he sees. Then he says, who joins this coalition? So far, it's a bunch of B'nai Yafis. He's going to say in a moment, it's from Yarkas Eitzafin. Which means from the northern countries, northern countries, north of Eretz Yisrael. As all the Mefarshim, especially those who are trying to apply it, say, it's referring to Europe. Kemuvan, the, the Europeans are Bnei Yefes Kiodua. We consider Europeans Bnei Yefes. And it says Yarkis Eitzafin, which means a distant north, Yarkis Eitzafin. 
and who joins his coalition. So now it names three countries from uh, a little lower down. Um, from, it says, Paras, Kush, Uput. These are three of the of the Chum. You'll see that none of the nations of, uh, of, uh, of shame are mentioned as part of the war. Even though other Nevoists say that all the Goyim are going to come against Eretz Yisrael. But, uh, but over here it only mentions by name 10 nations, or 11 nations rather, and 10 of the 70 mentioned in... Uh, it goes through 70 nations. That's where we get the idea of 70 nations from. So the 70 nations in the book, in, in Parshas Noyach, so it goes through 10 of them. It mentions six of the B'nai, uh, six from Yafes and four from Chum. So these are three from Chum. And they also, it says, they come with, with, with Mogin, with Koiva, with, with shields and with these, the Koiva, the, those, uh, the, the Koiva is like a, with a, what? The helmet of, uh, of the knights, you know, as the helmets. Then it says, Goimer, Goimer was the first son of Yafes, Bechol Agapel with all the flanks, Base Toigarma, you mentioned Toigarma, very good, right? So uh, 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 they say it's like Base Yisrael, Base Toigarma, Yarkesei Tzafin, Amim Rabim Itach, many nations with you. So he says, they come with you, and he says, what's this all about? Why am I going to make this happen? And this really gets to the core of what this whole war is about. It's a reckoning for, the, for all the days. This has, been, this has been in the coming for a long time. This is the great day of justice, the great day, the showdown, where Hashem says that he's declaring his, the Kiddush Shem Shamayim, that everything that happened to the Yid until now was, uh, was being misunderstood, and here everyone's going to see justice. He says, Ba'achris Hashanim, in the end of the years, you're going to come to Eretz Meshaveves Mecherev. So the, all the Nevuas of all the different sources here all discuss that the Yidin came back to Eretz Yisrael. So it's very interesting that the Ramam says that, it's a, that, it's, that we don't know if it's going to happen before Mashiach comes, after Mashiach comes. It's definitely discussing Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael, and return to Eretz Yisrael. So it's a little bit complicated. Kanida, you could have Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael without Mashiach bringing them to Eretz Yisrael. So I guess it's not the Indian of Kibbutz Goliath, which is in Bisman Hazeh. Surely we all know that there's millions of Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael, and Mashiach hasn't come, and Mashiach didn't do Kibbutz Goliath, which means it's not Kibbutz Goliath, Bechlal. So, uh, so whatever the Indian is. But Akhapane, that's what it mentions here. It says they came, they're coming to Al Hari Yisrael, the mountains of Jews. Who rebuilt all the cities which were Harva, which had been destroyed, and Vyashvula Vetah Kulam, and they're all dwelling securely in the land. The Alisa Kashoya, you're gonna come up like a dark cloud, like a cloud covering the earth, you with all your flanks, Pecha, Ba'amim Rabim Oisach. And as Sam says, you're gonna think, what's your machshavesra? You're going to think thoughts, and what are you going to say? Let me go to the Jews who are living, who are living securely on the land, and they're living without walls. Let me go to plunder and take away all their wealth from them. And, and to the Yidin who are innocent, innocently living, who are making wealth and possessions, living, dwelling securely on the land. And then it mentions other countries that we haven't mentioned before. Another two from Chom, Shva and Didon, and Tarshish are going to join you. That's another three from Chom. Remember we said this, four from Chom and six from Yafas, and then Paras, who I don't think is one of the 70 nations, Bechlau. And they're going to join you, and many others are going to join in order to be able to get at the Yidin and plunder all the Yidin. Then he says... You're going to come from Yarkseit Safa in Reich Beisusim, everyone on horses, 
and you're going to come al am on my nation Israel. And why am I doing all of this? Here comes the $364 million question. What, what's the point of all of this? The point of everything, this whole Muhammad is Kiddush Hashem. It's Kiddush Hashem. Because he says, I'm going to bring you to my, to my land. The man das hagoyim oisi. The goyim should know me. When I sanctify myself through you, through the Yidin, in the rise, goig. End of sentence. You goig. That's my point to you. That when you come, are you the one that I've spoken about from the days of old, from the beginning of days? You saw in the hands of my avodim, the Nevi'im of Yisrael, like Rashi explains, referring to Zechariah and Yecheskel, the Nevi'im who prophesies about this moment. And Hashem says, My wrath will go up in my nostril. With the fury of my wrath, the fire of my wrath. There's going to be a massive earthquake on Adas Misa. will tremble before me all the the fish in the oceans, and the birds in Shemayim, and the, and the wild animals in the field, all the insects even, and all the people on the earth, and the, and the mountains will collapse, the, clep, the steps will collapse down, and the walls will fall to the earth. And Hashem says, I will declare... A, a, a sword against these people. Each man's sword will be against each other. Those who try theorizing about what's going to happen, the Malbim and Abarbanel, they make against the Muhammad between the Yishmaelim and the Christians, and they say it's going to begin as a coalition, because some of the countries we mentioned before, of the Bnei Cham, Paras, Kush, Put, they point out those belong now in Munas HaYishmaelim. And the other countries, Europeans, are Christians. And they're coming against Israel. So they, they want to claim that it's going to be a coalition, and then they're going to turn against each other because they don't really match together. And a little bit fits their whole shot because if you look in Kapitel Lamed Beis, and Perek Lamed Beis, and Yechezkel, remember I said it's a very obscure chapter. We're not even going to touch it. And over there it keeps mentioning wars between the Goyim. And it mentions the word Arelim. It always refers to them, Darelim and these. You, Arelim, you this. And Mela, maybe it's referring to Goyim as Arelim, but it's referring to between Goyim themselves. It mentions the word Arelim there ten times. Darelim versus the other Goyim. So there's Goyim who are Nishkin Gamalata, who, are, uh, who never got a bris Mila, uh, uh, the Christians versus the, the thing. So there is, there's Devarim Begoy, Afshar, who knows? Again, uh, who knows Bechal if anything, uh, any of this actually takes place, Begashmis, or when it takes place, how it takes place, when it takes place, maybe before Elif Hashvi. Akhoponim, he says, Hashem says, I'm going to judge with them, with Dever, with plagues and with blood, bloodshed, like we said, with uh, a tar- torrential rain, it's going to rain down, Avne El Govish. So literally it means, people say it's barad, but it looks, al-gavish means like avne yakar. Rashi brings from the Gemara, al-gavish means al-gav-ish. It's referring to the barad. There's barad left over from Meish Rabbeinu. From the mark of barad, that al-gav-ish, because of Meish Rabbeinu. There's the barad, the, 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 most of the barad came down by Pare. And then some of the, that special remained for the Muhammad of Sisra with the Veda, the famous war in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, uh, um, about 200 years later, and then the rest is still waiting for this war. 
It's going to rain down fire and sulfur. rain down And the nations are with them. And the Abishar says, What am I trying to accomplish? This is where we get Yiskal of Yiskadish, by the way. They'll know that I'm Hashem. And uh, uh, it's interesting because uh, many times it seems to refer, also by Mitzrayim, it's, it's complicated. Is the Kiddush, is it for us or it's for, or it's for the Goyim? Is it important for Hashem's name to be sanctified? The Goyim should know Hashem? Or the word is that we should know Hashem? So uh, 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 so he continues, in the next capital, it would be Mashma. There's some places where it's Mashma both ways. Uh, it's Mashma in this Nevoah, in different places. Sometimes it's Mashma, it's about the Goyim uh, that should recognize, see the Kiddush Hashem. Sometimes it's Mashma that we should see. And he continues, I'm just going to read the next pedic also, Lamites, which also talks about it, because this is a very inspirational pedic. It's very powerful uh, for a year to take to heart and realize these special things, that are, these are definitely going to happen, because it's positive, and any, anything positive is going to happen. So again, it describes Miyark Seitzafin, and Hashem says, I'm going to smite down Kashtucha Biyat Miyat I'm going to throw down your, 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 your bow and arrow in your left hand, and, and your arrow in your right hand. Al Hari Yisrael Tipo, you're going to fall on the mountains of Israel. And he says, you're going to be food for the, for the birds. I'm going to give you to eat. For I have spoken, says the Lord. And he says, my, my holy name I will inform, I will make known. Amongst my nation. Remember I said it's mashma both ways. So this passage is mashma both ways. I'm going to make my name known. Amongst my nation, Israel. I will not allow my name to be desecrated no, any longer. Holy amongst Israel. And he says, and the Yidin are going to go out after this war. The Yidin are going to leave the cities of Israel. And they're going to burn all the weapons that were brought, the wood. And, the, and he goes to a list of all the weapons. And they're going to be so much wood that they're going to be able to burn their fires for seven years. They're not going to need to go to the forest. Anachronistic. To go chop wood because... They have the neshek available. And of course, this can be many other things where you use weapons for positive things, etc. But the bottom line is, they're going to be boizes, the people who are boizes them. They're going to, they're going to take uh, the booty from those who did that to them. And he says, he goes on to talk about uh, 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 the kvarim, how the Yidna are going to be known as Am uh, Chesed because they bury all the goyim and there's going to be so much bodies and it takes seven months to clear out all the bodies from Eretz Yisrael. And this is already mentioned in the Nevuah of Shabbos Cholomayet uh, Sukkis, uh, where we read this. And it's going to take them seven months, and then we're going to appoint people after the seven months for anybody. There's still going to be things all over Eretz Yisrael that they have to get rid of. And, and, uh, and uh, fine. And it describes how the Ebeshter starts speaking to the, the birds and the Chayis Asada. He invites them to his Su'udah, come eat all the blood and the, and the things. And uh, that wasn't the inspiring part I was referring to. The the and he says, "V'yadu beis Yisrael, the house of Israel will know ki Hashem lekeiyam and ayeim ahu from halah from that day on. V'yadu hagoyim, the goyim will realize ki ba'avoyinam golu beis Yisrael that the only reason the only reason why the yidden went into exile was because of their sins. Alasher mo'alubi because they rebelled against me, they betrayed me. Va'aster panemehem and therefore I hid my face from them." And I gave them over. And they all fell at the sword. Holocaust, pogroms. It was all because of my personal cheshmer with them. It had nothing to do with the goyim b'chlal. Lochein, koyomar Hashem. 
I will return the captivity of Yaakov and I will have mercy on the house of Israel. I'm going to have zealousy for my holy name. They're going to bear their shame. Rashi explains that the Abish is going to show such love and such kindness to Bnei Yisrael that they're going to be terribly embarrassed. Because they're not going to understand why the Abish loves them so much. They're going to be confused. They're going to bear their shame. The Yidin, Vnosu, like carrying from Hashem. It's like the word of the Baal Shem Tev, that the biggest punishment the Ebeshter, that the Baal Shem Tev says, the, Ebe, the biggest punishment the Ebeshter gives is like a king, someone who rebels against the king. So the king's mkad of the person, he brings him into his palace, he shows them who, how special he is, what a great person he is. Closer and closer, and the person gets more, the closer he gets, the more embarrassed he gets. He says, I rebelled against this person. Right? This is the one who I was against. So it says, when Mashiach comes, he's menabe here, but not so as klimosim, he's not going to bear their... Their shame as komalam asher maluvi the 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 betrayal that they betrayed against me, um, and he says when I return them from the amim and I return them from the lands of their going benikdashti bam leini agoyim and I'm going to be sanctified through them. For yodum they're going to know that ani asher malikayim ba'gloisi oisim alagoyim. And he says v'loy oiser here the Rebbe has a vart on Pesach that no yid will be left behind. Right, everyone in Lubavitch knows it. B'chulu, but is it a Lubavitch vart or it's a nevuah? So he says right here Yecheskel. I will not leave Oid Mehem Sham. Rashi, this is not a Psach, I will not leave any of them there. No one will remain in Golos. I will never hide my face from them again. I will pour my spirit of nevuah on basis of nevuah. I was not expecting to take that much time up reading the nevuah of Yechaskel. But we still have five ten minutes, so uh, 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 to so to to uh, so just to look at the nevuah of, Yichas, of Zechariah because it's kedai. Because in in Yichasko, really you only have positivity. To be honest, only positivity. He doesn't mention any downside to the war. But if you look, right, everything sounds great. The Goyim are coming, but then they get annihilated. It's crazy, uh, whoever's coming against them. But Zechariah tr- uh, mentions tremendous uh, tzada. And in fact, if you look in Daniel, Daniel even, when he describes it, very very few psukim, he has like seven, eight psukim. But he says, The great Malach, Hasar HaGadol, is going to get up. This is uh, the first pasuk of the last chapter of Daniel, correct? The one who's always being malamed tzchus, mechol, shaitan pasuk. It's going to be an eis sara asher loy nihiyasem mihiyos goy ad ho'esahi, where there was never such an eis sara from when they were a nation until that time. And he says, "Ho'esahi yimolit amcha kol hanimtza kasev b'sefer." It's going to be saved, Amcha, your nation, whoever is written in the book, whoever is transcribed in the book. So some, again, some people want to say, if someone's in the book of Schusim, someone has merits, they're written in the book. Rashi seems to learn differently over here. Rashi seems to learn it's going on all Yidin in, in Daniel. Rashi says, it's, what does it mean, Kola Nimtza Kosoba Sefer? Rashi says, it, it means whoever we wrote about earlier. Daniel has a, a, a prophecy in Perek Zion, Daniel, where he describes the destruction, he describes four beasts, the destruction of the final beast, which is Rome, and which is that whole thing. And then the Yidin uh, uh, arise. He said that's what it means. Kol Hanimtza, the Yidin, are going to be the ones who come out. Very good. The Rebbe, 
when the Rebbe stood him about getting a letter in the Sefer Teda, the Rebbe connected it with this Pasuk. Who's going to be saved? Whoever has a letter in the Sefer Teda. Which the Chayda, what the, Rebbe meant, uh, uh, what the Rebbe really was saying, and the Rebbe even said this explicitly, is that every Yid has a letter in the Sefer Teda. What's the problem? You have to be Megali. You have to reveal his connection to his letter in the Sefer Teda. You have to, you have to give him openly his Chayis. And it's interesting, if you start studying some of these Nevoas, you may study uh, some correlations between some of the Mifzayim and some of the things that Rebbe did to so different things that it says about Yidin being saved. For, so Ladugma in the Nevo of, of Yoyel, when it talks about it, so it says, uh, when it describes who's going to be saved, Hashem the great and glorious day, the fearsome day of Hashem, Hashem. whoever calls out in the name of Hashem will be saved, Yimoli. So Rashi says, what, do you, what does it mean that whoever calls out in the name of Hashem, like Hashem has spoken, it says in the book. Where did Hashem speak? So Zokta Rashi, the Heichan Omar, it says in the Pasuk, that Zokta Rashi, what's it referring to when it says that whoever calls out in the name of Hashem, and like Hashem has spoken, that they're going to be saved. Where did Hashem speak? He spoke in a pasuk in Dvarim, in Chumash, of, 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 that the Gemara says about it, that's referring to Tzil and Shoresh, that V'yaru Kishem Hashem, Nikra Lech, V'yaru Mimakas. The Rebbe had a Gevisa Kach in this Nekudda, of being, things which are Megala Yidin, the, 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 the essence of Yidin, of, uh, of who they are. But what does it describe in Zechariah? Just for your information, because, uh, because uh, you know, people, uh, uh, as many Goyim have theorized the whole day, they spend their lifetimes for 50, 60 years, just spending their days theorizing about Gegum Magik. So it's Kedai for Yidin to know it, and Yidin B'chal should know Tanakh. But, uh, but, but uh, what's it saying, Yechazkel? So it describes the Goyim are going to come, and it says they're actually, when they're conquering Yerushalayim, they're fighting against Yerushalayim, they're actually going to conquer the city. V'nul Kedohe'ir. And it says, V'noshasu Habat, and the houses are going to be uh, uh, captured, going to be uh, Noshasu, um, trampled upon, taken. V'hanoshim Tishachavna, and uh, and the women there are also going to be tishachavna are going to be uh, are going to be ravaged. The and half the city will be expelled, and the rest will stay will remain strong in the city. But then it says all the starts describing all the miracles when all seems lost. The yatsa Hashem Hashem will go out. The nilcham bagoyim will fight the goyim. Kiyoyim hilocham bebiyoyim krav like the way he fought in the day of, of like he fought on Yamsov. It says biyoyim krav. And it says that's when it describes that the feet of Mashiach or Hashem, whatever it's going on, will stand on Har Hazesim in the Mount of Olives, which is in the east of Yerushalayim. Because the Menivka, and then it says it will be an earthquake. So everyone connects it with the earthquakes that it's describing in, in the Vu of Yecheskel. The earthquake will divide, it will be such a strong earthquake though, specifically Har Hazesim, I'm sure Chassidus has something to say about this. Basically, Har Hazesim will be divided east to west, and therefore, and then it's going to separate north, the northern part will move northern. And the southern part will, will move southern. So the mountain is splitting into, and there's a massive Geigdoyla Mo'id, a massive valley from Yerushalayim through this Har Hazesim. And it says, and the Yidna are all going to run through this valley till a city called Otzal. And it says, Uba Hashem Kol Hashem will be there, Hashem will arrive with all the Malachim. It describes it won't be. Dark and it won't be it won't be night it will be like somewhere in between. It will be one day unknown to Hashem. Or at the evening it will be night. I saw that it's, uh, 
that, that this is like before Elif Hashvi, and that Elif Hashvi is only going to be Ur. Just like uh, when, the, when, the, when the world was created the first time, Shabbos, there was no sunset, so, so Elif Hashvi, there's going to be no night. So that's what it's saying. There will be, it will be, then it will arrive a time when there only, only, only light. But, uh, but what's, here's what I found funny, and I'm not, I'm not sure the answer is because uh, on one hand it says it's the biggest sada that ever happened to the Yidin, uh, the, that's what the Neil says. But here it actually says, what does it mean? Lo yoyim v'loy lailo, zokter Ashi. Loy lailo, loy es tzara ketzara sashibud. It won't be so light, it won't be the ultimate glory of Mashiach, but it won't be a tzara like the time of Shibud Golius, like the tzaras we went through during Golos. Why won't it be so bad? Because it's the times of Mashiach, Rashi says. There's no more Shibud anymore. So it's not as bad. So whatever this means, is it so bad, is it not so bad? Maybe it will look like it's bad. Rashi, because Rashi and Daniel, when it says that it's be such a big tzara, Rashi says, where's the tzara, Zakhtar Rashi? The tzara is in in heaven, it's a tzara. What's the tzara? The tzara is with kategoria. A big prosecution. It's a big case. That's why it mentions uh, uh, Malach Machol. That's why the Pesach explicitly mentions Malach Machol. Because the ultimate case of the Yidin is going to be tried. Do the Yidin deserve the ultimate glory of eternity or not? And this is where the case happens. And that's an Eish Tzada. It actually brings that the Zman HaGos, when Mashiach comes, he brings Perek Achrin the Ksubis, that it's going to be so bad that it's going to be as if all the Tamidei Chom of the world were plundered and killed. And then after that happened, there was another plundering. That's how bad it's going to be. We can look around. Ah, it's a little bit McQueen about it. You know, but what? Because it's all talking about Rashi says, everyone says, so once you have the words, then we're talking about the same thing. Um... Say again? That's what I'm saying. That's what I don't understand. There's a pasuk which describes an actual Eistzada, not just a theoretical um, Eistzada and a fight and, and so on and so forth. Just to conclude over here. Right, you're saying, you're saying even if there's a Tzada, even if there's a Tzada, it's not like we never had anything... Right, maybe that's what Ashi's bothered by. Good point. Yeah, very good point. And then there's a student between different midrashim. When it says when it says Michal's going to get up, does it mean he's going to sh- shut up? Does it mean he's going to be quiet? He's not going to have anything to say? That's many midrashim learn like that. And then Hashem Himself is going to have to come in with His glory and say, "No, the Yidin, I know the Yidin. Even Michal won't have what to say." Or that Michal's going to going to make the other side, the Satan, be quiet, and uh, and we're going to win the war. There's a famous part in the Kleisenberg Rebbe. He said that when Mashiach comes in, in the Sukkah of Levyasin, we know that there's going to be a Su'udah for all the Tzaddikim. So he says that the Satan's going to be standing at the door trying to stop Yidin from getting in, asking them for their resume, you know? Were you a good Jew? Were you Nishkin, so the, the Klesen Bukhidev said, I'm going to stand on the other side of the door, I'm going to get rid of him. And he says, what am I going to tell him? I'm going to say that Ich bin given in Auschwitz. I don't remember in Auschwitz you standing in the doorway of the crematoria telling people they're not Jewish enough. Right, so what are you doing getting burnt over here? Over there, you didn't mix in in, in, in Auschwitz. by Mashiach, the Sultan thinks he has a day. He's going to say who gets in, who gets out. Gay Bottom line is, it describes something described. We're going to conclude Mamish with this. 
it says about uh, Hashem's going to start, uh, a river is going to begin to flow from, uh, from, from Har- the Harabayas. And if you look in the Gemara in Shkalim, uh, 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 you'll see it describes that it begins as a pin drop till a certain point, and then it turns into the size of like a snail, and then it gets bigger and bigger. And that's what it describes here. Half of it's going to go to Yamak in the eastern, and half to the, to the Mediterranean, and it's going to be strong, it's going to go through the winter. And the Gemara says, what does it mean? Hashem will be one. It means nowadays we say, Baruch HaToyva HaMeitev, and we say, Baruch Dayin HaEmes. But in those days, it will be Hashem HaChad. We'll only have Toyva HaMeitev. That's what the Gemara says in Pesachim. And what does it mean, Shmoya HaChad? Because nowadays we say Adnai instead of saying the name of Hashem. When Mashiach comes, we're going to say the name of Hashem. And then Hashem describes Yisiv, Kaladetz, Karava, that all the mountains around Yerushalayim, the whole thing, are going to be flat in Yerushalayim's uh, Hashem's going to flatten all the mountains, which is a little bit similar to what it said in Yechezkel, the mountains are going to collapse, and only Yerushalayim will be the only mountain remaining in the world. Some say in the world, some say in the whole area, but the point is Yerushalayim is going to be thing, and if you look in the Gemara, if you look in the Gemara in Baba Basif, it learns from this Pasuk that Hashem is going to lift up Yerushalayim, it's going to be three parsois high up in the air. So it's going to be a massive thing, and there's a, a Pasuk that ever loves quoting, the Gemara asks, so it's going to be hard to get up there. So hey, so you have to climb a Mount Everest each time. So the Gemara, the Rebbe, a pasuk the Rebbe loves quoting, "Mi ela ko'av tu ufen of the chayyonim elad ubeisayim." You can hear the Rebbe sichas. The Rebbe says this pasuk a lot. That the Yidden coming to Yerushalayim is who are these like doves hovering and like "Mi ela ko'av tu ufen" like floating, like hovering clouds. The chayyonim elad ubeisayim and like doves coming to their to their windows. So basically, Yidden are gonna that this is that this is the status of Yerushalayim and it describes Yerushalayim. And they're going to live it, and they won't live in it. There won't be any more destruction. And he says, what's the Magaifa? Hashem's going to punish all those who came, came against Yerushalayim. And this is where people theorize about nuclear. Because it says that all the enemies coming to Yerushalayim, it says their eyes are going to melt in their sockets. That's what it says. It says their tongues will waste away in their mouths. It says their skin will melt on them as they're standing on their feet. So people say it sounds nuclear. Anyways, nuclear energy. Ah, and it says Hashem will go against them and this will happen also to all their sus and their petted and the gummel and the chamur and all their animals and and we're going to and the Rebbe said and the post finishes off the pedek and this is one of the reasons why it's read on Sukkot it says all the survivors from the goyim around the world and everyone coming is going to come every year on Sukkot every year to celebrate Sukkot and whoever doesn't come up to celebrate Saga Sukkis, rain it doesn't rain on their country. It's not gonna it's not gonna rain in their country. And he says, and Mitzrayim the Nilus is not gonna rise unless they come Lochik is Chaga Sukkis. They have to come celebrate Sukkis and they have to recognize where their bracha comes from. And it says, Bayemahu, there's gonna be so much abundance. It talks about Mitzilis Hasus, Kaitash Lashem that that uh, that uh, that uh, everything's gonna be made of gold of Yerushalayim because everything's gonna be brought and the bells of the horses are going to go, uh, are going to be given, are going to be part of, that. we're going to need it, Pashat, even the things we cook the meat in is going to be made of gold, and from that, and the Gemara learns in Sakta Pesach and Dafnun, that it's actually referring to the size of Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim is going to expand, and it says what it really, the way to read this Pasuk is, that how far a sus could go will be Kodesh Lashem, will be considered Yerushalayim, how, till, for six hours, till Chatzais, the Gemara learns it out, but, uh, so I don't know how, uh, I checked up, a horse apparently runs 25 in a gallop, is 25 to 30 miles an hour. So in six hours, it's about 180 miles. And if you study uh, uh, from there to the northern Israel, maybe this is the mucker for the Medrash, which says 
that uh, that that Yisid Yerushalayim to stash the whole Eretz Yisro. The Yerushalayim will be as big as Eretz Yisro b'zman hazeh, because it learns this pasuk. Metzilis hasos the tzel. The Gemara talks about the the shade of the sus of the horse. That how 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 long it takes for the for the shade to be under the sus. When the sun rises in the east, the shade is always going to be in the west of the horse. But when it's directly above, it's underneath. So it says, Until the point that it reaches, that the cells under the source will be the Gemara learns. And that's the end of the Nevoah. And there won't be a Knani Oid Beveis Hashem Tzvakis by Yehimahu. There will no longer be a Knani, which means no more merchants. They won't have to be Oistik and merchandise. The Yidin will devote their time to studying Torah, etc., etc. So now we know a little bit of background about what this is all about. And we're looking forward to the Gula Mitzvah Shleim of Karim Mavish.